0: Yeah. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, uh, and this is Wrestling with the Basics. And, and I, wish, I wish we were back in the old days when we were recording in the studio and we had all of our sound effects and everything, because this certainly would warrant a drum roll and, and, and a trumpet flourish, because guess who's back with us today? We have our old companion, our old friend, uh, Reverend Matt Clark. Matt, it is so good to have you back here as co-host. On wrestling with the basics. Well, so, man, gosh, what thanks, have you John. been doing? Well,
1: thanks. What have you been, been doing? It's good to be back with last... you. I've, I've yeah. missed talking with you, John. Truly, I have. Uh, it's, but it's been, yeah, what about five, six months? I guess that uh, I've been away in a little hiatus from wrestling with the basics. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good, good to be with you and good to be connecting with our listeners again. Uh, so, yeah, what what I've been up to is uh, a lot of homework again, John. Uh, working on a degree from. A uh, Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis, one that's tailored especially for guys like me, uh, parish, parish pastors, pa- pastors who are in congregations, uh, and it's the Doctor of Ministry program. And so I've been in that program for a few years now, uh, but finally wrapping up the coursework. So uh, I had two classes this past semester, which kept me pretty busy, uh, so able to focus a little more on those courses and uh, get those finished up. Um, which I'm happy to report uh, the classes are done. I do have a few days on campus in January still, but other than that, the coursework for the program is done. And now the next step is to focus on what they call the major applied project. Uh, so that's going to be a, a big project connected here to Ascension, and that will be uh, a one-year process. So uh, so that's, that's where I'm at, John. That's what I've been up to. And uh, again, good to be back here and wrestling with the basics.
0: And, and you know, I was really excited because I wanted to introduce you as Dr. Matt, because that will really, you know, that'll make this such a classier show. Sure will. I don't think we've yeah. ever had a, a doctor, but apparently you were telling me I can't say that yet.
1: I think the seminary would frown upon that, Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: No, right. so they, so uh, yeah, still, you know, many different steps in this process, uh, but we're getting close. We're, we're getting close, but. Uh, my major play project still needs to be approved. Um, still need to do that work, but you know, Lord willing, one of these days, yeah, yeah, the doctor ministry degree will be complete, and uh, yeah, and and uh, I'll, I'll be finished. So, but we're getting so, there. So it would Not be. It,
0: it would be okay if if from here on out we can say Matt almost a doctor Clark. That would be okay,
1: wouldn't it? I suppose so. It's kind of a mouthful though, John. Um.
0: Well, but but like I said, it just classes up the whole show. Sure. Peter. I'm sure I'm sure all of the, the higher educated people say, Oh, well you need to listen to that wrestling with the basics because you know there's that almost the doctor Matt Clark is on there. Uh so, okay.
1: You're making me oh, blush. Mad, Sean, no. Is, no. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, I wish I could see you. I wish I could see you. Um If
1: people are looking for classy programming, there's there's other shows on KFUO they can listen to.
0: Other than wrestling. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> uh, so, 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 what we want to do today? Because people are probably thinking, "Well, let's have a show."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, no. Uh,
0: um, but, but I'm I'm sorry, we're going to make you wait a little bit longer because there's some things that we need to wrap up from last week's episode, Matt. Uh, uh, my wife, Lynn, uh, Lynn actually filled in for you and did an excellent, excellent job.
1: Uh, no surprise. We were talking there.
0: about it. Oh well, yeah, because she's a sharp, she's a sharp gal, you know. And we were talking about a verse to start the new year with, and it was the sixth verse of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I said, Lynn, since you're going to be the, the guest host, you know, could you pick out a joke that, that would kind of symbolize and, and 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 indicate that the high quality of humor? Because that's everyone knows us. We, we may not be known as classy, but we are I think we're actually described as as a kind of a funny, a laugh filled show, occasionally uh, on, I would on think the website. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I said, give us a joke that would kind of just you think would meet the high quality of of humor that we have, and so so we didn't get to do it last week. But I said that's okay. Matt and I will start off with the joke, and so she she sent it to me this morning right before we started recording, and I didn't realize that It was a novel. It <laughs> <Huh. laughs> that goes on for like five pages. <laughs> So I'll, I'll try to shorten it up here as best I can.
1: Very good. <laughs>
0: so anyway, a mother was concerned about her kindergarten son walking to school, and he didn't want his mother to walk with him. Uh, and she wanted to give him the feeling that he had some independence, but yet now, uh, yet know that he was safe. And, and you understand that because your, your son just came back from college, Noah, right? And Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a big thing to say. You're off on your own now. So this is how the mother was going to handle it. She asked a neighbor if she would please follow her kindergartner to school in the morning, staying at a distance, so he wouldn't notice. Uh, She said that since uh, she was up early with her toddler, anyway, it would be a good way for them to get some exercise as well. So she agreed. So anyway, uh, you know, little Timmy, because it's always little Timmy. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Do you ever know a joke where it isn't little Timmy? little? You know. Anyway, so so little Timmy's walking to school. And behind him then is this neighbor and her little girl, her little girl. And they did this for a whole week. And after a while, you know, kids started noticing that little Timmy was being followed by this mother and her little girl. And and uh, and they said, Timmy, do you you know who these people are? These people that are following you? And and Timmy nonchalantly replied, yeah, I I know who she is. And and well, his friend says, well, well, who is she? Well, that's surely goodness. Timmy replied, and her daughter Marcy. Yeah, you, you see, surely goodness and Marcy shall follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> you get that? Surely goodness. Yeah, yeah. And and Marcy. I see the Psalm twenty three
1: um, connection. Yeah,
0: this is why we yeah, put the yeah, fun it, it, in the
1: fundamentals, right, John?
0: Well, you know, it, it kind of bothered me that I asked Lynn to pick out a, a joke that would kind of, you know show off the, the the high quality of humor in that she would choose this joke you know and then what really bothered me is i thought yeah that's absolutely probably the best example of our humor that this you could on find. par with <laughs> yeah, this
1: is on par with what we usually do and pretty, leave it in land to pick pretty. a wholesome joke a, a biblical that's joke right. written, a psalm um, 25 joke
0: yeah yeah so surely goodness and Marcy... In March. Um, but, but here's, just now to get to more serious stuff, Matt, here's the two things that we didn't really get to talk about. Uh, and I just wanted to wrap this up from last week. Um, we, we did mention that that the English translation here uh, is not, doesn't catch the nuances of the Hebrew. In fact, if you've got a modern English translation, you'll notice that it's in the footnotes. But who, who pays attention to the footnotes anyway? Uh, because for, for one thing, it doesn't say, follow me. Uh, that's what it doesn't, it doesn't say that in Hebrew, it says, pursue me, pursue me. And I think you and I actually talked about this some some time ago. Uh, so it's not that goodness and mercy is just coming along behind, but it's actually going after you. Uh, it's uh, dogging you, that, that's what it's doing. Uh, and, and the same thing with uh, the word dwell, it doesn't actually say dwell. The, the nuance there is, I will return. I will return to the house of the Lord. And, and why I thought those things were important is because um you, you may think this is David lounging on his couch in his palace in Jerusalem, writing this beautiful poetry. But, but no, this poem is is written when, when he is being pursued. He is pursued by people who don't want uh, his goodness and, and certainly don't want to treat him with mercy. Uh, I don't know if people realize when David says, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, that's not uh, being poetic. That's a reality. <laughs> you know, he's running for his life. He's hiding out in a cave, and all of a sudden, here's his enemy in the same cave that he is. So I, I thought, let, let's preserve that—the fact that uh, this is pursuing him, uh, the realization that even though there are enemies pursuing him, at the same time, God's goodness and and mercy, the has said, you know, that that steadfast love, love is pursuing yeah. him. And that he literally has been separated from the house of the Lord. But he knows that someday he's going to return to that house of the Lord. So so any comments you want to make about those two things, Matt? And then I have one last thing. and We'll move on to what you have, which actually ties into this. Uh, go ahead, Matt.
1: Well, I think it's just beautiful to remember again, like we've talked about, that the lives of David and these other Old Testament figures, they're not perfect. They're not problem-free by, by any means. But uh, he's surrounded by trouble. People are out to get him, Saul and others. And we think about our own lives then, you know, in our lives, the, the tar- troubles, the heartaches that we have, um, whatever it is that we feel like we're <clears throat> walking through in any particular time. And maybe especially I think of people, boy, around the holidays who have lost loved ones and feel very much like they're in a valley of the shadow of death uh, to know that that same promise for, for us, too, that we, too, are being pursued, too. I love that, that, that picture, John. Uh, by God's goodness and mercy, his steadfast love. It's chasing after us, pursuing us, um, no matter where we're at or what our circumstances are uh, right now, too.
0: Yeah, and and so absolutely, uh, we are being pursued. Uh, The devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and our own flesh wars against us, as Paul says. And and certainly the world is is not in favor of us. But to, to realize but no, but but God's love, God's goodness, that's still, still pursuing us. And, and like it says in Romans, all things will work together again for our, our good. Um, the other thing that we didn't get to talk about in this verse is that uh, the, the English translation misses some of the, the poetic play on words, because the English translation talks about this uh, goodness and mercy pursuing us all the days of our life. And, and that's that's real accurate. But then it says, we'll dwell or return to the house of the Lord forever. But actually, there's a little play on words in there. I don't know if you, you knew that, Matt, because it actually repeats the word day. Uh, so for the first one, it's the days of our life. But in the second one, the dwelling, our returning to the house of the Lord, it's the length of days. It doesn't actually use the word forever. It has mm-hmm. length of days. And I think that's a really nice thought, too, that, that this this pursuing, this feeling of being pursued that is just temporary. It's just for here and now, uh, just for this short uh, time we call life. But that being in the house of the Lord, that that dwelling and, and returning, that, that's the thing that goes on for a length a length of days. Uh, there's that contrast. That's a very, very long thing. And I think the translation is probably accurate because the since there is, that will be the forever thing. So whatever it is people might be struggling with, yeah, let's just remember, none of that's going to go on forever. But But the blessings... The goodness, the the, the uh, steadfast love, uh, the being there with our Lord and with our loved ones. You no, know, that is the thing that will be for the length of days. Um, so that's all I wanted to say about that, Matt. Do you have any other comments?
1: Oh, this is, uh, I, and then, what a beautiful way to conclude. And I think of that uh, hymn, you know, the king of love, my shepherd is that puts this psalm to verse, to hymn verse. And it uses those words. And so through all the length of days, right? uh, The the hymn even uses those words. I I like that image, the length of days. And I always think too. I did not. Yeah, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. You're too polite. Okay, I I just like that, how the hymn picks up on that too, because it is poetic, the length of days. And then the house of the Lord, it's his house. And I always think of, um, you know, John, I think it's 14, right? Where, where Jesus is saying that he's going to prepare a place for us. You know, in his father's house, there are many rooms and what a beautiful picture that it truly is the house of the Lord. It is the father's house. There's a place that he's preparing just for us and we'll dwell there the length of days. Oh, you know, what, what a, what a comfort for you know, again. If we've lost those loved ones who have died in Christ, but you know, for us too, that uh, that promise is something that we can hold on to no matter what our circumstances in life are.
0: And, and thank you, Matt. Yeah, that's, see, I didn't even think of that connection, but a, a perfect connection. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's preparing for us a place in our Father's house again. <laughs> oh, so that's a really nice connection to the psalm there. And, and so we have yet another connection, though, because, so Matt and I, we haven't done this for a while. We were talking well, about, what, what would you like to do, Matt? And Matt said he'd like to talk about Absalom. Which, of course, this could be the circumstances that might have been when David wrote this psalm, because he was lean, he was apart from the the, the tabernacle, the, the ark of the covenant, uh, when his son Absalom was opposing him. He was being pursued in, in that situation. But before we talk about Absalom, Matt, why <laughs> why would you be talking and concerned about Absalom? What brought that subject up for you?
1: Good question, John. So we event, uh, we were focusing on uh, not just Absalom, but some other individuals too. So on our Wednesdays, as we gather together for our midweek services, uh, preparing for Christ's coming, uh, we looked at a sermon series. One of the reasons we, we use the sermon series um, is because different materials that are provided for not just worship, but also for devotional life and for children too, which was nice. Uh, but it focused on uh, different sons in the Bible who were imperfect, but then always taking us back to uh, the one who is the perfect son, Jesus Christ. So it looked at some imperfect guys. So we looked at people like Cain and we looked at Absalom and some of these individuals that, uh, boy, you know, you wouldn't think of, of preaching on necessarily. So I thought that was kind of fun. You know, how often do you get to preach on Absalom, right? Um, the only thing, my only, my only uh, beef with the sermon series is, you know, they give suggestions on, on preaching themes and things like that. Um, there was only three sons, and we had four Wednesdays in Advent this year. Oh, so,
0: yep, yeah, yeah, because I, I, Christmas was on the
1: weekend. Yeah, so, exactly. So I come up with my own fourth son, and uh, we looked at Solomon for that. So I thought, here I'm wrestling the basics, maybe you'll look. Two of, if we have time, two of those sons of David, so a nice Psalm 23 David connection. Two of his psalms, Absalom and then Solomon, both of whom we'll see are, are pretty imperfect guys.
0: So, yeah, well, I'm, thank you. That, that does make sense because I'm thinking, well, well, man, I'm thinking of the Christmas story. I don't remember Absalom showing up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe I better read a little closer, but I see. So the tie-in was the sons the yes. sons, even yes. as Jesus was the son of God. All right. So so where do you want me to go? I got my Bible, my electronic Bible, all ready to go here. Well, let's uh, look what,
1: at... What, uh, so we'll look at... Eventually, we'll look at Second Samuel 18. 2 Samuel 18, okay. beginning with verse 24. So as you're turning there, John, and your electronic Bible, um, just to give some background about Absalom, right? Um, because, okay. you know, if we read everything there was about Absalom... It would be, be almost as long as your joke, John. That's how...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it couldn't be that long, could it? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so, we'd be here a while. So, I'm going to try just a brief recap here. Um. So, uh, when we look at Absalom's life, we look at Absalom, and he is one of David's 19 sons. That's a lot of sons. Oh, wow. Um, from multiple wow. wives, several different wives. Um, and I think that's, that's a, kind of a red for
0: clarifying that, because otherwise the women are there going, what? Nineteen children. But yeah, that's where there are n- numerous, numerous that's wives. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's a red flag for us. So already, it's probably <laughs> probably not good to have multiple wives and, and children from all these different spouses because you know what's going to happen. Right. There's going to be rivalry. Oh, yeah. There's enough rivalry between biological siblings. Imagine if you had all of these, I mean, almost in competition, right, with these half-brothers and sisters uh, that you grow up with. And that seems to be the case here. Um, Absalom, um, just to make a long story short, he has his half-brother uh, named Amnon murdered. Um, Amnon was a pretty terrible guy, but still, uh, to murder your, your half-brother is, is pretty low, too, I would think. Uh, and so Absalom, as a result of that, he flees the kingdom. So, I mean, it's just—it's a big mess. So we, we kind of fast forward a few years. Um, Joab, he's the captain of, of King David's army at the time. Um, and and um, he convinces David to bring Absalom back. You know, he had fleed away, convinces him to bring him back because he sees just how much David misses his beloved son, Absalom. Uh, so Absalom does so, come so back.
0: Matt, so, Matt, I just want to clarify. So, so there is no hidden motive. And what Job's doing here he just honestly is concerned about about his friend David right
1: yeah yeah he cares about David David's king at this time okay. um and Joab is yeah the captain of the army and yeah he's concerned for David um the king is distraught you know this is his beloved son Absalom and he's gone um so David um, invites him to return Absalom does um and but when he does he goes back to kind of his scheming ways um hmm. Absalom uses his good looks to kind of uh, persuade people to follow him. So the Bible describes Absalom as someone with really good looks, handsome from the tip of his toes to the top of his head, long, thick, flowing hair, um, good looking guy. You know, it seems like one of those guys that's got it all. Um, And Matt, it sounds
0: like you and me in our younger days. Yeah, well,
1: younger days. What do you mean, John? Still the different, oh, right?
0: Well, man, the whole wrong point here. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I think I, this is... Have you good. started growing hair since we quit recording?
1: I have to say it's a good thing this is radio, right, John?
0: Yeah. Okay. Not TV. I, 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 have, I have wedding pictures of myself where my hair is down to my shoulders, Matt. Oh, i sorry. Uh, I don't think you ever did. So. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so Absalom, go look along here to Absalom. Um, for, for four years, he kind of, um, campaigns for himself. He stands out the front gate of the city and, you know, and says things like, you know, if I was in charge around here, boy, things would be a whole lot better. Um, so after this, this campaigning, he sees the time is, is right for a coup. He tries to take over. So he leaves Jerusalem again. Uh, he sends out a message. Uh, Absalom is going to be king in he- at Hebron. Come on to Hebron. We're going to make Absalom king. And so thousands of Israelites, they do. They, they join his rebellion. Um, they try to make Absalom the king. Uh, so you can imagine what this does to poor David, the dad, Absalom's dad, the real king. Um, it leaves him little choice. He has to assemble his own army. He has to protect himself, protect Jerusalem. He has to protect uh, even his position as the Lord's anointed, right? The guy that's chosen by God himself to be king. Um, So his army goes out and battles Absalom's army. And David has this one request uh, as the army goes out, deal kindly with Absalom. Um, That's Mm. David's request. You know, come what may, um, please deal with Absalom gently. Which, you know, boy, what love David has for his son who's just rebelled against him um, to be dealt with gently. Um, so the battle the battle occurs, um, Absalom, uh, his army, it looks like it's defeated. So Absalom tries to flee. And we have this account, uh, in, in the old Testament scriptures where Absalom is riding, trying to flee and his hair, his long flowing hair gets caught under the branches of a tree. Uh, and in the branches, his hair is caught and he's, he's, he's hanging there. Basically he's vulnerable. Uh, so guess who comes upon him? Joab, the, the captain, the general of, of David's army. And he kills defenseless Absalom. Uh, he throws three spears into Absalom, in fact, and Absalom dies as a result of it. So uh, that, that's the end of Absalom. So where, where our reading picks up, and we'll see how much time we have here, John, um, but as the reading picks up, uh, there's a messenger, a couple messengers that come to David that give him news of the battle. Uh, they tell David, you know, Absalom, you know, your enemies have been defeated. Great news. Uh, but it seems like in the midst of this news, all that David cares about is really one thing. All he cares about is is Absalom. How is Absalom? And that's, that's where our reading picks up. Um, you know, as I look at our timer, John, <laughs> we're running short.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, we're almost out of time. You know, we're almost out of time. So um,
1: we'll to save some of this for next time, uh, but uh, suffice what? it to say, David is is grieved over Absalom's death,
0: and 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 you know that's okay. That, that's as a reason to listen again to uh, Wrestling with the Basics, uh, because you have this rather obscure kind of strange story in, in many ways. Why why does God allow his beloved, why does he allow his son, son David, to have all these struggles and trials? Uh, and, of course, it raises questions about Joab and the fact that I thought he wanted the son to return, yep. and now he, he kills the son. And, and, of course, I guess the biggest question you'll have to answer when we gather together next week is, what in the world does this have to do with us?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You bet. And um, I think you know, as we deal with that, I think the one question to maybe leave with our listeners is, you know, what do we have in common with Absalom? When we think of ourselves, what do we have in common with him? You know, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's the long flowing, John, maybe, not. <laughs> maybe it's the good looks, maybe not. Um, but, but the one thing I think we do have in, in connection with Absalom is a rebellious heart, right? A heart that mm-hmm. rebels against not just our, our father, but against our, our father in heaven. And what what is our Father in Heaven's attitude toward us who have rebellious hearts? And we'll find that out uh, next week. We hope our our listeners tune in again
0: on wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.